Turning the Blind Corner, a series of stories about the thoughts and feelings that exist leading up to the moment that ultimately leads to a major life decision or change, specifically related to work and career. I'm your host, Lisa, and today I'm talking with Sarah. She's our resident assessment specialist, and to give you a better idea of what that entails, Sarah is mainly in charge of the creation and upkeep of any assessments on the site. Those would be things like quizzes, challenges, or assignments you see in our lessons and tutorials. Recently, though, she's started doing more with writing for our math curriculum, which is very noble of you, by the way. Um, Thank you on behalf of all of us who struggle with math and numbers, myself included. Um, And the scope of your role here has also expanded to include working on things like lessons and video scripts. So thank you for joining me today, Sarah. Thank you. Glad to be here. Um, Now, before you came to GCF, you hadn't worked as an assessment specialist, or at least not with that title specifically, right? Correct. Um, So tell me a little bit about your work background. What what were you doing before you came here? Um, So prior to working at Goodwill, I was actually a high school math teacher. Um, I had taught um, mainly ninth grade, so kind of lower level maths. Um, It was mainly... um, Well, now they call it Common Core Math 1 and Common Core Math 2, but Algebra, Geometry, and a little bit of Algebra 2. So that's mainly what I did. And then I also did some um, teaching of GED math as well. Were there any any jobs in the time before you came to GCF that you felt might not be a good fit for you? Or when was there a time you were thinking that there there might be a better option out there for you? Um, So the biggest change came when I had my son in July of 2014. Um, And having a kid definitely switches your perspective because you you definitely want to spend more time with them Um, And you kind of realize how little time you actually have in your day. Um, And at that point, the job that I was currently working at was over an hour commute um, from where we were living at the time. So it would have been an hour commute there and an hour commute home each day. Um, And as you probably know, teachers kind of keep long hours. We have um, morning duty and then we also have, you know, meetings in the afternoons and stuff. Um, And so as soon as he was born, I kind of realized, at least for a while, I wasn't going to be able to go back to that job um, just because I was spending so much time there. And then I would have to spend two hours a day on the road um, just to get to and from there. Um, And so that's kind of the point where I realized, even though I loved that job. I loved who I worked with. I loved the kids and I loved what I was doing. I realized that it just wasn't going to work and um, I was going to have to find something else. So you you kind of realized pretty quickly that you, you were going to have to find something else other than that mm-hmm. job, even though mm-hmm. you enjoyed being there. Yes. So when you left, um, was there anything that you you did in the meantime? Tell me about some of the things that you tried after you left that job. So um, the first thing I tried was the whole stay-at-home mom gig. Um, And ideally, that would have been wonderful um, because I do love spending time with my kid. Um, But I quickly realized that not everybody is made to be a stay-at-home mom and that sometimes it's hard. There are um, certain people who are fantastic at the whole 
um, child care development, and they are really good at planning activities with babies and all of that stuff. And also, you have to have a lot of self-discipline. You, um, even though it seems like you might have a ton of hours in the day because you're staying home, you really don't, and um, your schedule completely revolves around this tiny human who yeah. kind of sets it for you. Um, <laughs> and that I didn't do well with that. I um, I enjoy um, being social mm-hmm. with other people. I enjoyed being having relationships with my coworkers um, and being able to get out there and. Um, actually interact (laughs) with people, but also having, I do well when I um, work in a structured kind of environment where I have tasks that I'm supposed to complete. And, um, and so I realized that the stay at home mom thing was not for me yeah, and that I was going to have to find some source of income also, um, because, you know, losing one salary out of two, um, is a big cut. Yeah, it makes a big impact. It makes a huge impact. And so um, I also took up, I was tutoring as well. I had been tutoring throughout my teaching career. Um, so I kept up tutoring, um, which I still do now. I do love tutoring. But I also took on a part-time job um, teaching GED uh, content to maximum security prisoners. Interesting. Yeah. So what was like what was prison. that like? Um, it was actually I I it's not really joking because it's true, but I say all the time that it was the best teaching job. Yeah. Ever. Um, even though yes, it was an intimidating environment. Um, it was um, it was very structured, and I was able to decide what to teach, when to teach, and how to teach it. Yeah. Um, because I had a small class size, I was very able to differentiate and personalize each lesson and each day according to the needs of that specific student. Yeah, and as a teacher, that's a really awesome opportunity to have yes. that flexibility. Yes, exactly. And then there was also, I mean, it was it was different every day. Um, you might have a student one day, and then you might never see that student again the next day. Um, and so there were some challenges in it. Um, I didn't have any resources. I literally had a dry erase board and markers. Um, I could make copies of worksheets for them. Um, That's about it. I wasn't allowed to bring in any calculators, no electronics. Um, I even didn't have a whiteboard for a long time um, because they hadn't installed it in the classroom yet. So I was literally, I had a, um, one of those gigantic notepads that you like rip the sheet off yeah, of. Yeah. 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 And so that was my chalkboard for a while. Wow. Um, and so it was a challenge. And I think that's part of the reason that I loved it so much is kind of working with very, very little, but making it happen. Yeah. So. Having a chance to improvise. And I feel like from a student standpoint, you know, when, when you're teaching prisoners who are trying to get their GED, did you feel like those were people who, who genuinely really wanted to learn? That was another aspect that made it huge, made it such a great teaching opportunity is because these guys, um, they had to go through a lot to get into this class. Yeah. It was a very, very special privilege that wasn't extended to every single um, inmate. And so um, there was a lot of waiting for them. Um, and there was a lot of applying for this class, and they knew that if they stepped one toe out of line, they would not be invited back anymore. So they had 
a lot of motivation to do well and to stay in the class. And they genuinely really wanted to learn and be there. Yeah. So how much time did you spend in that position? Um, I was actually only in that position from September until December of the year. So um, about three or four months. Yeah. So it was like like a transitional thing. Yeah, it was a transitional thing. Um, I had, again, it was part time. um, And so we looking at our finances and stuff, we decided I really needed a full time salary. Yeah. Um, especially with a a kid, you know, another mouth to feed. (laughs) Um, And so at the end of December, the beginning of January, I decided to go back into the school system as a high school teacher. And so how long did you end up teaching high school? Um, For that round, I was actually only there for a semester. Um, And it was at a different high school, um, which had a completely different culture than the last high school that I was at. Um, So that in itself, even though it was a career that I was familiar with, um, it was kind of a whole new beast. The school that I was at before... They put more emphasis, I guess, on the rounded kid, a balance of athletics and arts and academics. The administration at my second school had a a little bit of a different approach, and they were also a very, very, very um, high-performing academic school. Um, And so they had very strict um, rules when it came to academics and more emphasis was put on the academics Yeah, um, than my previous job. So you said you only stayed there for a semester. Yes. Why did you end up leaving? So a couple things. Um, when in the school system that I was working for, when you are hired mid-year, you are put on a temporary contract. Um, and so at that point, um, you're not guaranteed a job the next year, and you might not find out if you have a job until, you know, the the month before the next school year wow. starts. Yeah, which means you could um, potentially be, you know, one or two months without anything. Yeah, you're kind of putting everything on the line while you wait. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I decided I made the personal decision to start job hunting. Yeah. Um, and. I um, I loved I did love that school. I was very appreciative of them giving me that opportunity. Um, I kind of knew that it wasn't the best fit for me, even though I was I was leaving that door open, um, or I wanted to leave that door open. I um, I kind of knew that I needed to put my efforts into finding something else somewhere. Yeah, um, and so that's when I started job hunting, um, and that was. It was a bit of a stressful process um, because I hadn't had to job hunt like that um, before. Um, When I got out of college, I almost immediately went into the job that I had for four years. And so I didn't have to go through that crazy process of sending your resume out, your cover letter out to several different things. Um, And um, I did apply to other schools Um, with the possibility of, you know, continuing teaching, but I also decided to open up other opportunities and look at other non-teaching positions. And that's when I found GCF. And that's how you ended up here. That's how I ended up here. So it was a pretty big change because it sounds like most of your experience was in a traditional teaching setting. Mm -hmm. So what was one of the first things that attracted to you? Um, 
it, attracted you to this job since it's a, it is pretty different from what you've done before? Yeah, so um, the one thing about teaching that I was looking to change is with teaching as much as you try, um, eventually you bring something home with you whether it is grading papers or it's just even worrying about a certain student and how they're doing at home. Um, so you you bring that job with you. Um, and so I was hoping to decrease my stress and find something that I could go in and potentially work a nine to five and not have to take home with me, um, yeah. you know, the stress of the day. When you're off the clock, you're off work. the clock. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so I was actually looking on Craigslist, and I found this um, ad, and it, it's funny because it was, I found it, I think, um, the week before I was getting married, and I had sent in my cover letter, and I sent in my resume, and I, actually, we had um, we had gotten married out of town, and I had just gotten there, and we were, like, packing away our stuff, and I got the call that they wanted an interview. <laughs> oh and um, so I was like, absolutely, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Because I, I, at that point, I really wanted, you know, I really wanted this job. Yeah. Um, and it just sounded perfect. Um, and so uh, we got married on a Saturday, and I interviewed on Monday. Oh my gosh! Yes, that was a busy weekend. Yes, for it was. You. It was a crazy weekend. <laughs> so you had so you had a lot going on in that time. Mm-hmm. You were leaving a career that had become sort of comfortable because mm-hmm. you'd been doing it for a while. Yes, um, you were going through life changes. Uh, you had a child. You got married, and and then on a, on top of all of that, you're moving in a totally different direction with your career. Um, were you nervous about about making that change? Did you have any self-doubt? Did you feel confident or what were you feeling in general? Um, I was, that was, I describe it as the craziest time in my life um, because within, I think, within a year span, I had bought my first car. I had <laughs> gotten engaged I had bought a house. I had a baby. Oh I got gosh. married, and I changed careers. Yeah, um, that's and a lot so of stuff. It was it was insane. It was um, it was very stressful. Very very stressful. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was a I was a nervous wreck. Um, but I think there's a point where you just have so much on you that you're just you've you've just got to push through. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like an adrenaline type, you know, situation where it's like, okay, suck it up. I got to do this. If I can get through this, yeah. then I can get through anything kind of things. So. Yeah. It's sort of that tunnel vision where, yes. where you're telling yourself like failure is not mm-hmm. an option. Yep. Yeah. It's one day at a time. Um, and I was very, very, very nervous about leaving um, the teaching career because that's all I had known at that point. Yeah. Um, and with teaching, I mean, it was a it was a huge adjustment. With teaching, your schedule 
is literally planned down to a minute. Yeah. Um, you know, I still remember that first period would end at 9.32 on the dot, and um, I had lunch at 10.27, and you, you're you literally planning minute by minute yeah. um, your time and then switching to an office setting where it's like, all right, you've got an eight-hour chunk of time. Here's your task. Get it done. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's definitely an adjustment. Yeah. For sure. Uh, so what was the biggest... I mean, you had so much going on, Mm -hmm. but what do you think the biggest challenge was mentally during all this time? Um, I think the biggest challenge was was just kind of the insecurity. Mm -hmm. I think you always want to feel um, stable and you want to feel secure. And anytime you step out of your box, um, it's almost like walking on a ledge. You're, You're not quite sure what you're doing. Um, you've got to really focus on where you're stepping next yeah. and taking it one at a time. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Get, in order to, you know, cross that bridge and get to somewhere that you do feel more stable. Um, and so I think that was the biggest in- challenge for me, especially um, I have somewhat of a control <laughs> kind of <laughs> issue. Like I want to, I want to be, um, in control, and I want to know what comes next. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a planner. Yeah. You know, especially uh, that's part of the whole teacher in me is right. having things planned out. Granted, you have to have flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I learned that very quickly, and I, I pride myself on my ability to be flexible and kind of roll with the punches. Yeah. But that doesn't make it easy to right. do it. You still have that anxiety about the insecurities and the unknowns. Yeah. I think that's really natural. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, feel feel uncomfortable about stepping outside of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But when you've got that gut feeling that, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to at least try, that works as a, a good motivator. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what surprised you most about this transition? I thought I was going to probably mourn. Um, my previous kind of previous my life <laughs> more, um, you know, the the whole teaching aspect of it and uh, not having that that set secure schedule. But the new job, everything just fit into place so easily. Um, and it and it just really turned out to be the right choice. Um, and so I think, you go from the scary part of not sure if you did the right thing. Like, am I getting into the right thing? Yeah. Should I just stuck with what I know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but then when you get into the new stuff and it just clicks um, and you know that you did the right thing, um, I thought I was going to um, kind of miss and, and, and worry about what I left and feel guilty for getting out of the classroom and stuff. And there's some of that, but... Um, I I think the tran- the smoothness of the transition really surprised me. Yeah. Um and just how well it fit together. Yeah. What what part of that transition do you feel most proud of? Um I I I'm most proud of just having the courage to get out of what I knew and and to explore new options. Um my my husband was very um, instrumental in telling me when I was applying for jobs. He's like, you know, 
it's okay if your resume doesn't match their description perfectly. Yeah. Um, and it's it's okay if you don't think that you're qualified for this job. They don't know that. And he's <laughs> like, you, you are incredibly smart and you can do a lot of things. And everybody at some point has to be trained in what they do. And he's like, so he really pushed me to... Um, look for non-teaching jobs and things that I thought maybe I wasn't qualified for, um, but ended up being actually qualified for. So do you feel like this period of career transition going from teaching in all kinds of environments to to an office job where we're still involved with education, Mm -hmm. but definitely not in a face-to-face way, um, do you feel like that career transition changed you at all? Um, I think it started, it made me kind of realize the scale of things, um, because I I had a, um, former professor who, she messaged me kind of shortly after I had gotten this job and she's like, I went to your former job and they said you had left. Um, and what are you doing now? And so I basically told her, I was like, you know, um, I miss the classroom, but I'm still in education. Now I'm just educating on a bigger scale. Absolutely. Um, and I think that kind of changed my uh, my focus a little bit um, from wanting to, you know, just make a difference within a classroom on a day-to-day basis, which is incredibly, incredibly important. But it made me kind of say, hey, I want to start making differences on big scales too. Um, in just a different capacity. Um, and so it kind of switched my focus from smaller to bigger and, and, and having a bigger impact, the opportunity for a bigger yeah. impact. Yeah, and, and it sort of focused your skills, right? Because yes. you're very number-oriented. Yes. And, and you, I've seen the assessments you've written. You're, you're very good yes. at what you do. So, yes. it, so it sort of widened your point of view in terms of the amount of people you were helping, mm-hmm. but it also really focused yes. your skills. And that was one thing um, that I've also said is, you know, with teaching, um, what I really loved about it, I, I loved interacting with the kids, but I also I really loved the math of it. Um, and there were a lot of things that got in the way of that. Um, there was politics, there was rules, there were meetings and these tiny little assignments that you were required to do, but they would take up time. And there was, you know, a ton of million different things. You know, teachers, they have to be a nurse. They have to be a lawyer. They have to be a parent. They have to be all these hats and all these things in one. Um, And I switched over to a job where I could just focus on one tiny aspect of the teaching, which was, you know, creating assessments yeah. meaning or creating content. Um, and so it was like I was able to take something from my old career and just really focus my efforts into one spot, which was amazing. Yeah. So it sounds like for you, it mm-hmm. was worth taking the risk yes. to step outside of your comfort zone. Yes, it was. That's awesome. So my last question for you mm-hmm. is, what would you say to someone who's thinking of making a career change and doing something totally different or totally new? Um, I would say, you know, evaluate what you do love about what you're currently doing. Um, and so you don't have to 
step into something completely new all the time. Um, but, you know, go for it. Don't, you know, don't worry about if you technically have the qualifications or if you technically have the certain training. Um, everybody starts somewhere. And so if something sounds interesting to you, if you think that it's going to be a good fit, um, go for it. You know, why not send out your resume or your cover letter um, and to just see where it goes? Because a lot of things, if they're meant to work out, um, they will click and they will fall into place. Um, so the the hardest part really is putting yourself out there. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, th- mm-hmm. I think that's some awesome advice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Sarah, thanks for joining me today. All right. Thank you. If you're considering making a career change, go ahead and take a listen to other episodes in this series, where you'll hear interviews with others who've made the career transition leap. I'm Lisa for GCFLearnFree.org. Thanks for listening.